It ain't the way you move, Big Talk Nation. <laughs> it's the way that you move me. Hell yeah. What's going on, guys? Open up with a little Night Ranger right there. Welcome back. This is Big Talk with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. How's everybody doing out there? You know what, dude? I kind of feel like my volume might be a little bit loud. I'm going to turn it down just a little bit, and I'm going to turn yours down a little bit, too. All right. There we go. I think that's a little better. All right. Sounds good, dude. Don't want to blow these guys' ears off. Crank it up. Oh, I don't know, man. This episode might blow some ears off. What episode is this? What did we... I can't count that high. I can. This is number 24. 24. 24 glorious episodes of us chit-chatting. Do you remember being 24 years old? Uh, yes. Okay. I do. 24-year-old Greg. I think I was still living in Washington. It was right before I moved here. I was in my third year at my current job. You always relate everything to your... It's like it's right. like it's like um, BC and AD. It's yes, like, but for you, it's like <laughs> I don't want to say BJ, but BJ, which would be before job, and AJ, which is after job. How about BE before employment? Yeah, before employment. There you go. Um, no, I do relate everything to uh, when I was in school, like grammar school, uh, first through eighth, or high school. Or after high school is for music wise, and then and then it goes into work. What was I? If it happened during what job I was in, if I was in college or something like that. Something I find interesting is that you always refer to it as grammar school, where I call it elementary school. Yeah, well, that's what here in the what way, was the name of the school you went to? Uh, Our Lady of Miraculous Medal. Okay, Catholic school, Montebello. Whoa, go Vikings! <laughs> I went to uh, Black Lake Elementary. Black Lake. <laughs> what was the mascot? Swamp? A frog or what? I was the mascot, dude. You were. What was yeah. the mascot? A perfectly well-behaved child. <laughs> that wasn't you. That was the mascot. I, I talked to your mom. Child. You weren't a well-behaved child. I don't know, dude. You don't know. She can't remember that far back. Whoa. She probably can. Yeah. Probably more accurately than I can. All right. I don't even remember what I did yesterday. Yeah, because you're crazy. All right, so um, as we're releasing this week, uh, everybody knows on Friday, on for Thursday will be St. Patrick's Day. So what I did was I brought a couple of Irish beers for Chris today so we can enjoy them as we're talking about the current topic, Night Ranger. Night Ranger. One of Greg's favorites of all time. Oh, shoot. From his grammar school days. Right? There you go. See? Shoot, All right, man. this is right here. Here we go, guys. Let me see what this is. This is from Breckenridge Brewery from Colorado. I would assume Breckenridge, Colorado. Cheers. Cheers. This, this is, is... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, man. This is the uh, Nitro Irish Stout. I'll take some pictures of it and put it on uh, Instagram. It says here it is smooth, cascading, dry stout brewed with roasted Irish malts. All right, dude. Let's uh, give it a. This is excellent, man. Uh, tastes great from. The, it says on the side, tastes great from the can or experience nitro in a glass. So I'm gonna take some. Did you get any glasses? No, we okay. do it from the can, baby. All right. well, I'm gonna drink. Go ahead. This is awesome. Yeah, dude. Stouts are good, dude. This. So basically, this. This would be breakfast for me, I guess today. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten yet. Good. That's the way I was raised <laughs> <laughs> in Black Lake. <laughs> it's it's five o'clock somewhere. So those who's five o'clock, we're drinking some beers. Yeah, dude. Like in Taiwan. I don't know what Czech time Republic. it is in Taiwan, but it's yeah everywhere. You know we. Um, I'm so 
Glad we have Sweden. All the, we have. Oh, before I get it, let me let me throw this out there right now. Big Talk CG dot podcast on Instagram. Write it down. <laughs> Big Talk at gmail.com. That's our email. And uh, Big Talk CG on Twitter. We would love to hear from you guys. If you're listening to this, whatever country, whatever state, province, island, prison, grammar school. Yeah. You're in. You're in. Uh, give us some emails. We're going to. We hadn't, we've been throwing around an idea and uh, I think what me and Greg have kind of, you know, decided what we're going to do, you know, we, we keep on saying we want the mail, we want the comments and all that kind of stuff. We're going to get uh, the 12 year old in here. We're going to kind of not give her her own episode, but we're going to do a three way dance. Nice. Once a, once a month, go through our, go through our mail bag and uh, talk and discuss, you know, give her a chance to read and, and kind of do her own little research on it too. So she can be like, Oh, let me read this email. Okay. Let me see how it relates. So she can actually join the conversation. We can have an actual conversation about what's going on in the mailbag and the All comments right. and everything like All that. Right. Sounds the, good. You know, throw a little episode. That'll be in addition to our regular releases that come out every Tuesday at various random times. <laughs> hey, that's cool. I've, I've released them, uh, or we've released them, but I pushed the button on the computer. So, <laughs> uh, I've done them as early as twelve oh one in the morning and as late as like six or seven PM. So Yeah. I'm cool. I'm good with it, man. So you just you guys will get that alert. Anyway, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else? Oh uh, yeah. Um let's see this uh like I said, um on the eighteenth of March, I'm going to a show here in the Hollywood Palladium. It's called uh, Terror of Trinity, which is Black Veil Brides, Motionless and White, Ice Nine Kills. Um, you know, I'll be at Hollywood Palladium rocking out, man, with these uh, new bands, man. This is good stuff. You know, I'm I excited. Was, I got to tie into another. So, so I was um, listening to the radio on the way to work. This was before the Super Bowl. And did you know that the Black Veil Brides lead singer is a huge, yes, huge, huge yes. Bengals Black from yes. Cincinnati, and he was on there. And most people would be like, "Oh, this guy's a you know rock sings in a rock band, you know whatever genre you want to put him in, but um, a rock band." But dude, he knew. He knew his stuff. He knew his history. And he was, he put it really well. He was like, you know, through my connections, I probably could have gone to the game. You know, he was just being realistic. I mm -hmm. probably could have gone to the game. Probably wouldn't even have had to have paid. Probably could have gone. He goes, but man, when, when I saw how my family reacted when the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl, I knew I had to go home. Yeah. I knew I had to go home and watch it with my family. There you go, man. Um, so good for him. And uh, yeah, he, seemed, it, he yeah. seemed like a pretty cool guy. Uh, put it to you this way: When Black Veil Rides first came out, um, they were not exciting. They almost looked like a Nikki Six wannabe light look. Uh, the music wasn't um, something I would listen to. We saw them a few times at the Warp Tour, and then as uh, albums progressed, um, they turned out to be you know pretty decent. So we've seen them a few more times, and we like them. So when we, um, on Friday when I check them out, I'll be in, in the in the crowd yelling and screaming like I always am. You know, having a good time. What, uh, who do they, what kind of genre would you put them in? Who do they sound like? like uh, what's another band that maybe people would you, know? You know what? They're probably in the, in a metal core or scream core things. But he, he does, like I said, each album progressed. And instead of, you know, yelling and screaming, they kind of have a, a more singing type of, uh, last few albums. Okay. Um, per, who can I, you know, compare them to? I want anybody we know. I couldn't say that. I couldn't say somebody. But I know, more of a newer band because I know style. there's some bands like well, like an Avenged Sevenfold were fairly 
aggressive with the vocals and then when they kind of mellowed they had that huge breakthrough album would you say they kind of almost mellowed out a little bit yeah kind of exactly their popularity people were like okay you have your hardcore fans but now you're going to be able to expand to a whole new fandom correct by just mellowing out a bit and that's where i think these guys are at yeah yeah um the lead the lead singer andy he went solo i mean um me and my wife checked him out a few times and and she loves him you know, and at first there was another one that she didn't love him at first, but, you know, he cut his hair, he did something different, blah, blah, blah. We've seen him a few times, and, man, we're excited to go. You so. know, I went to um, an award show, the Revolver Award oh, yeah. Show. Uh, Jericho was hosting, and Black, Black Veil Brides were there, and then they came off as, like, the biggest douchebags I've ever... And so they kind of... That was before I even knew who they yeah, were. Yeah, exactly. And I was like... Dude, screw these guys. I'm never gonna listen to them. They're they're, they're assholes. They were they were kind of assholes yeah. on stage when they were talking. I was like, you know, thinking they were just. I don't know if it was an act. They're acting that way if they really weren't. So I've never really listened to them. Never even tried to. Well, young and cocky probably at that time. And and what would you say this was? What maybe eight years this ago? Is, 10? This was when um, oh, what's that um, band with the the feet? The brother plays the drums. The, the girl sings. Um, God, I can't remember the name of their band. I can't believe. I can't remember right now. But anyways, they were the popular band at the time. Was it Ev Essence or what? No. Um, uh, I'll look it up in a second. But right. uh, it was around that time, and uh, uh, I just didn't care for them, so I didn't really yeah. venture out. Yeah, that's fine. I'll look, I'll look that band up right now. Yeah, we. it's one of those. So, yeah, um, I'll be at the Hollywood Palladium this uh Hailstorm just came to me. Hailstorm. Ah, okay. With uh, the the... And he, the brother won like drummer of the year and got it. They played a little bit live. So check them out. They're, they're pretty good. I haven't listened to any of their new, new stuff, but yeah. they had a couple albums there that I enjoyed listening to. And yeah, they've been around for a while. Yeah. You know, I, I would, if you had to ask maybe, um, Hailstorm, Blackfell Brides, Ice Nine Kills, they all have that same style, Motionless and White. Maybe I'll so, check them out. Yeah. Which I usually do check out the things you tell me to check out. Yeah. What good was the stuff. band that you were talking about on one of our first episodes? Uh, debut albums, Flicker Stick. Yeah, Ooh, love them. I, I listen to that. Love them. So those guys announced they're going to do a one-time tour, one-time show again with the original members. In I think it's June in Texas, uh, Fort Worth or Dallas, Texas, at the um, was it Hard Rock Cafe. Are you going? No, Ooh. man. You should reach out to off. them. No, I'm not going to reach out to them. Flicker so, Nation, reach out to Flicker Stick. <laughs> when you hear this episode, reach out to them. They said they're gonna do a one night only show, right? And then they sold out so fast they decided to do two do nights. So now they're doing a Friday night and a Saturday night show. Are they from there? Yeah, they're from Fort Worth, Texas. But Dallas, Texas is probably the closest one to it. So okay. yeah, I, I was pretty exciting. I you know, I, I started I looked at the tickets for a second and was just like, Should I, shouldn't we? And I knew my wife wasn't ready to, you know, venture out of California yet. So I said, All right, cool, <clears throat> I'll hold off. <clears throat> What else is going on? I'll venture out of California with you to go see Flicker Stick. Oh, I don't know. You can get the time off. Right. Well, we can go one. We can go and come right back. There you go. We can take a private flight on the. Oh, I love it. Business expense. Hey, uh, just just announced because we're still talking about wrestling and different stuff. We're doing um, AEW just announced they're finally, finally coming to the West Coast. I love it. Uh, they're going to be in Vegas for a week or so, and then after that in Vegas, they're going to Ontario for Rampage. And they're also going to be um, Wednesday night. They're doing Dynamite in uh, the Forum, the Great Western Forum. So as soon as those tickets go on sale, 
You know, me and Chris are probably going to be down there hanging out with everybody, hanging out in the parking lot, talking to people, rapping, drinking some Jägermeister, drinking some beers, chit-chatting, doing some... Uh, pro wrestling parking lot. Pro wrestling parking lot. Hey, man. AEW is number one. Hey, man. <laughs> that does sound like us. AEW is number one. Yeah, that's it. I don't, I don't know. know, man. WWE, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, dude. Heavy Metal Parking Lot, that movie's great. I'm sure that you guys hearing us talk about it enough. You guys have probably all checked it out. I hope so. I hope so. If you're not, man, check it out. It's 20 minutes of your we'll life, wear, We'll wear our shirts. Yeah, hell yeah. We'll be there. You can scan some codes. Yep. Um. So, you want to ready to move on to yeah, our main subject? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Night Ranger. Yes. Um, A band... Uh, that gained popularity. They're the most popular during the early '80s, early going into the mid. Um, do you have anything you want to talk about? I was going to run through kind of uh, how they came together and. Um, if, you, if you want to go ahead and go now, okay. So I know they. I know they started off. They started on in a band called Rubicon, yes. which was formed by Jerry Martini, who was in uh, Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, Jack Blades, uh, Kelly Keegan, and Brad Gillis were in that band as well. They. When that band disbanded, they started that trio. Um, the name of that band was Stereo. Yeah, so this scary. is all pre-80s, guys. Yeah. This is all pre-80s. This is 79. Um, then later on, they added a, a keyboardist, Alan Fitzgerald, who was in Montrose, which was the lead singer was. Yes. Sammy, Sammy Hagar. Hagar. Uh, so then uh, shortly after Fitzgerald joined, he said, hey, man, we need to have another amazing guitarist because Brad Gillis is already amazing. So they added uh, Jeff Watson. Yeah, he was in another band in North Carolina, but he said, "Hey, man, come join us." So he did, and this was all to kind of taking place in San Francisco. You know, they were touring the local clubs there, and uh, finally they changed their name to Ranger. And of course, you know, keeping good ties with former bandmates, they started you know opening for acts like Sammy Hagar. So even right off the bat, you know, you get an opening act for someone like Sammy Hagar, uh, you're 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 gonna get off to a good head start. Then, uh, let's see, in the 80s, finally in 82, they changed their name to Night Ranger. Originally, it was uh, Ranger. Yeah, for a little bit. But it was a country band, and so they had to change their name to uh, Night Ranger. Uh, They signed with uh, Boardwalk Records, who released their first album, Dawn Patrol. Uh, Then they started opening for ZZ Top, Ozzy Osbourne, Brad Gillis, who was in Night Ranger um, when uh, Randy Rhodes passed away. He filled in for them on tour and on the uh, live of, album. Yeah, Speak, Speak of, of the, the Devil. Speak of the Devil, which it's an amazing album, amazing live album. I've, if you listen to that album with like a good set of headphones, mm-hmm. the mu- you know, Ozzy's obviously Ozzy, but if you listen to the musicianship just alone, dude, it's an amazing album to just concentrate on those kind of sounds. Like Heck the, yeah, like the bass and the drums, especially, and then you got Brad Gillis on guitar. It's an amazing album. That was a, the recommendation of a former coworker of mine. Uh, Back when I was at a different location. Yeah. Did you do you know that uh, Brad Gillis was asked to join the Aussie band and he turned it down? I assume that he was probably. That was that he did he get offered the job and then toured or toured and they said, oh, we got to have this guy. What do you know what order that happened in? I think they um, toured and he agreed to you know whatever finish that. off the tour and then they said, hey, this is uh, you wanted this as a full time gig, and then he turned it down, man, to join Night Ranger, dude. How much would have history changed? If he would have joined the band, would there have been Jakey e. Lee? Would he have stayed with the band? Would it have that been was, just Zach Wild? You know, you can all that, you can speculate. Exactly right. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how they formed. Uh, 
Then after uh, uh, Boardwalk, who released their uh, first major release or their first release, uh, Dawn Patrol, they signed a deal with MCA, and the rest is history. Uh-huh. That's where they released the rest of their albums, if I remember correctly. Can I talk a little bit about the band members? I would love for you to talk to the band, about the members. And by the way, all five band members that Greg's going to talk about, we're going to go through their first three albums. Same, yes. Same five guys on all three albums. Yes. Uh, so Jeff Watson, um, I don't know if you know that um, during this time of Night Ranger, he developed his signature eight-finger tapping technique during his time in the band. And not only was him and Brad Gillis, they were also switching on and off on guitar magazines constantly. So if they weren't on there together, they were there, you know, doing guitar magazines, you know, solo article on either one of these guys. So at the time, these guys knew and kicked a lot of ass, um, you know, on the guitar world. And then um, also Alan Fitzgerald, I don't know if you knew, also he was, like you said, he was in Montrose. He was in the Sammy Hagar band too. Now, did you notice he was the offstage keyboardist for Van Halen? During their live shows. I didn't know that. Yeah. So on um, Van Halen, Live Without a Net, uh, like the albums they recorded right here, right now, live, he was the offstage keyboardist. How do you feel about that? Offstage the keyboardist? Offstage, I mean, why not put I, everybody on the stage? Hey, put them in the back, but put them on stage. I, you know what? It's one of those things that I would probably want them on stage. Yeah, put them in the corner. You know, next to the drums. Yeah. No, it, you don't have to run around there. I don't know. Maybe this wanted to keep the core five. Give, or... give him a little like desk light to like <laughs> so we yeah, can see what he's doing. Exactly. Or At least put him out there. Yeah, and that was one thing. Doing my homework, I looked that up, and I was like, "Wow, he was not saying he was a member of Van Halen, but he was the you know keyboardist for their you know concerts, live concerts and stuff." You know, I saw Metallica once, and uh, I didn't notice it at the time, but someone told me this, and I said, "You know what? You're right." So Kirk Hammett, the lead guitar player, he ha- he plays a lot of wah-wah, uh-huh. a lot of wah pedal. Did you know there's actually a guy that's backstage working the wah-wah pedal for him? No, I so didn't know So he doesn't have to do it so he can walk around wherever he wants to go and stuff. So that's even taking it to it. That's got to be some trust. Right. Like you're actually partnering with the lead guitar player to get the wah going. So Wow. That was uh, an interesting fun fact for the nation. Oh, Yeah. Um, also, just saying that, like uh, we were talking about keyboardists on stage or not off stage, that's what happened with the. Um, they would have this guy for Cinderella. He would he was on stage, but like he was on side of stage because one time one of my seats was kind of like near the stage, but kind of towards the back, and you could see like somebody he was there not actually on stage or the light wasn't on him at any time, but he was on the he was doing keyboards, and I was like, why don't they what you know like it doesn't I, it doesn't take away. No, from, not at all. I was like, you know, on the four guys on stage, the four guys rocked. Okay, put a keyboard. They want to make it live, or that's what they have on their, on their records. Big deal. Yeah, put it out. Just, right. just not too much keyboard. Yeah, well, Night Ranger does have a lot of keyboard, so I some know. of these songs have a lot of keyboard intros or keyboard solos. So we're gonna go through. That's kind of the the how they got together, how they formed, the time frame that they formed. Anything else you want to talk about these band members at all? No. No. Yes. From from no, I was good with with what I just said. Um so uh the major songwriters in this band were uh Jack Blades and um Kelly Keegee. Oh yeah. They wrote and sang. Uh so uh, Jack Blades is the bass player, sang most a lot of the songs and Kelly Keegee is the drummer. It's kind of odd to have the drummer and the bass player as your 
Well, actually, it, two singers. It's yeah, kind of like an Eagles thing singers. going on. <laughs> uh, same, you know, with the drummer. Uh, so it's a, that's a little bit uh, out of the ordinary. First album, Dawn Patrol, released in 1982. Um, what do you, you you know you're you were a not gonna let you know everybody already knows how old you are much older than you are than me like ancient. You were a teenager, almost. I was. Right? I was. You I was 13. a twelve year old. You were thirteen. <laughs> twelve, thirteen. When at the this time. album came out, so the I and I was only. I was six, twelve at the time, and I was only six. Okay. So these albums that we're going to talk about, because um, you know I like full disclosure. Greg grew up with these albums. He was a teenager, you know, living the best times of his life, and uh, <laughs> I was ju- I was just six. Like six, eight, and ten or so. So a snot-nosed kid running uh, around with a shirt off. So the hits I know. Yes. But a lot of these songs, it was, and I told Greg when he wanted to do this, and we go back and forth and like, hey, what do you want to do? Okay, we kind of, we don't really argue much. We just, maybe on a subject, but when it comes down to what that we're going to do in that subject, we don't really, we're like, well, what band do you want to do? Okay, all right, well, I'll choose next one. Okay, what do you want to do with this? Okay, well, and we just go back and forth. So you want to do Night Ranger, no problem. And I told him, I said, this is going to be like a first listen for me because I never really listened to these albums because I was never a huge Night Ranger fan. I heard the hits, but I just never went back and said, okay, I need to listen to these albums. Yeah, exactly. So this is like a first time listen. So I've been listening to these albums for a few weeks. And that's why like, I, I think we um, did that. Like I told Chris, it's good to listen to um, the beginnings part of the albums and go deep inside them. So that's what that's what we're doing here. We're going deep inside the albums, and you know it's a great uh, remembrance for me too. Because then I'm now I'm remembering all the stuff I did love about them. Because I didn't have it on Spotify. This it, let you know everybody's it was a cassette. So I'm flipping from side one to side two, that type of stuff. It's kind of funny when I'm doing my research here. The way they have these things listed everywhere is side one, side two. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. That's how it is. Um, so first album, Dom Control. Um, First uh, track on this one is "Don't Tell You Me Tell You Me." Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Don't tell me you love me. Yes. Talk about it. What is this song? Uh, killer opening song. Track. You know what? Opening track. So Jack Blade said when he was um, writing this song, he was thinking about a hypothetical relationship where he just wanted uh, that fun and happy relationship until somebody says, "I love you." You know, and it says from that point on, it just. You know, he thought about it that way as it's just a fun, exciting uh, thought of having a relationship, yeah, having just yeah. being in a relationship. But once they start saying "I love you" or the L word, shit gets complicated. It, exactly. Don't tell me you love me. Let's just do what we're doing. <laughs> Let's just stay happy and yeah. have fun. And that was uh, what in, uh, the intro to the show today was this song. Um, let's go ahead and play some more of it. Let's right. go ahead and play some more. Catchy. Oh, I love it. chorus. You know what I love about this is the solos. You can definitely tell that was the start of these twin axe guitar gods at that time in the the early part of the 80s just ripping it, man. So this this album uh, peaked at 38 on Billboard charts. Okay. Um, Don't Tell Me You Love Me was uh, just broken into the top 40. It hit number 40. Yeah. 
So, uh, and then the top uh, rock track charts, which is, you know, like a little sub genre, yeah. sub chart. It got number four. That's not so too bad. It's all right. It's all right. It got all the way to, to the top 40 on the Billboard Hot 100. So, not bad. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. Love it. All right. Uh, next song on the album called uh, Sing Me Away. Um, definitely another good one. Um, a good way to start an album was, was you know, Don't Tell Me You Love Me. That just started off with like, screaming guitars. Um, Sing Me Away. Uh, next single, um, great fun, you know, song to start off. Uh, songs more about, you know, um, the one that got away. It's, you know, singing about a girl that, or a guy, whatever, how you want to look at it, uh, a relationship got away. How uh, I was into it, or, or I, I want to be with this person, but they seem to be got away from me and wanting them back. Love, love and lost love. Yeah, and, love and lost love. And you know, Night Ranger does have a, like a lot of these songs we're gonna talk about. It are more about relationship and love, um, that type stuff, man. That's Do you funny. know how old these guys were um, when they were doing this? I don't know. That's why I'm I, asking. I'm gonna say no. I haven't really looked into it. But if I had to take an educated guess, I would say late twenties in eighty. Here we go. Early part of the eighties. Here's 80s. Jack Blades, born in nineteen fifty four. So this album came out in eighty two. So he was uh twenty twenty eight. Okay. Twenty eight years late old. 80s, so yeah. writing writing this in his mid twenties. So okay, you're okay. I can dig it. <laughs> you could do okay, you've been in a few relationships, things are past. Yeah. 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 Um Sing Me Away was the, the second single um off of this uh album. It did not crack into the top 40. It was uh, 54 on the Hot 100. Uh, but it's still a good song. I, I, Catchy. Here's a, I enjoy everything that they pretty much released as a single, I thoroughly enjoy. Oh, definitely. They definitely knew how to write hit songs. Just some bands just know how to do that. Yes. And Night Ranger knew how to do that. Here, let's listen to him. Let's listen to him. Let's listen to him. Sing me away. They have a really good guitar sound. Oh, I told you, those twin guitars, man, are just... Yeah. These guys, they, they knew how to rock it, man. And they showed it um, on the next few albums. You know, mm -hmm. they got better and better and better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, everybody did from figuring out keyboards, figuring out the drums. You know, they're, the, the producers really knew how to work these guys because I think these guys were not just... I actually, you know, when they were talking about when they started this band, they were not like teenagers or early 20s or... You know, first time doing stuff. No, they're a little, little seasoned, a good five or ten years into their, you know, musicianship. So things work well. So on that album, those were the only two songs that they released as singles. I don't like it when they put all when they clump all the singles or hits or songs together. <laughs> I don't, don't like that. I want them. I want a little more spread out. But does because being, being a young man, okay, a, a young buck, if you will. You hear the two hits, and that's like go back to your Bon Jovi, oh, yeah, debut album. You just hear the songs that you've heard on the radio, and you just listen to them over and over again. You start, you got to spread them out so you 
listen to all the other songs between because as a young man or a young person, you're just you, that's all you want to hear the hits. That's why everything is singles now. That's why it's Apple Music, Spotify, it's just single, 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 single. Please listen to the whole albums, guys. All that's all I got to say. <laughs> so I hate it when the hits are at the beginning because as a young person, you might just be like, oh, okay, those are the only songs I know or the ones that I've heard. Okay, I'll just the rest, I don't, whatever. So you got to put the singles. Mix them up in there, but you know, if you put all this, if you put all the mix in between, some people call it skipping songs. So now I'm gonna skip a song and just get to the song I want to hear. Yeah, but you know what? Some people will do that, but you know what? Some people won't. They'll yeah, just be listening. Definitely. They'll be like, "Oh yeah. wow, this is catchy." Running on the, taking a little joggy jog, or <laughs> in the kitchen cooking, or you know, whatever like that. Okay, track three. At all night right. she sleeps. At night she sleeps. Uh, you know what? It, great keyboard solo. Um, same thing. This song is kind of uh, about broken hearts and lost love, um, saying that she dreams of him while she makes love to me. So she's lost the guy. He's she's in a relationship with me now, uh, so to say, um, and he notices that she's just always dreaming of this guy, dreaming of this this person that she lost and wants back. And towards the end of the song, it's kind of flipped. Now she gets him back, and she. Um, you know, and then he doesn't want her. So now she's still constantly still brokenhearted and dreaming about me, that type of stuff. I have to say I've been trying to think of the best way to say this, but sometimes, you know, you just got to rip off the Band-Aid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Night Ranger, too much, at times, too much keyboard for me. Okay. Um, I, if And a lot of these songs, you're more familiar with them, so sometimes I have to try to remember, and you'll tell me if I'm wrong or right. This song at the beginning it had the opening that had the little keyboard that went like or yeah. some shit like that. I'm like, what is this, dude? Like every time I hear the song, it makes me just giggle a little bit because I'm like, this is so cheap. Like at times at the keyboard, it's just I like my keyboards um, in the background. I like my keyboards not in the background, but to um, bolster the music to give it a little more, just a little more, more not, filler, not like, balls, but a little more. Yeah, just a more a fuller sound. Fuller sound. The band that probably does it the best that does do some solo keyboard stuff, but Bon Jovi with their keyboards. Sometimes you don't even notice they're there because they're just there, kind of making. I mean, it's a major, yeah, making major it, yeah. part of the band. But it's sometimes in Night Ranger, it was just too much for me. And in this band, it just did. It's too much. It's too much for me in this band. Yeah. Uh, this song. Uh, I'll tell you this much. Th you're right on that part for Night Ranger. So that's why Night Ranger was never one of those bands that I really would say um, was one of my huge favorites. Now, there's some songs that they have that I absolutely love. But as the as a whole, as the album, there's a lot of keyboard. And I guess I, I didn't want more keyboard. I wanted more guitar. Give me more guitar. When they had two excellent and superstars in their band. Yeah, I want more guitar crunch, less keyboard fiddle still, you know. You know, you know and tickling. it's kind of funny because when I listened to these songs, I was like, I. if you didn't know anything about this band, you just jumped into them, you're confused because you're like, okay, it has these two amazing guitar players, but they got so <laughs> much freaking keyboard. It's like, what? It, sometimes it almost, I don't, I don't know how to say it any better than it. Sometimes it confu it's confusing. When you listen to this band, because they don't know which direction, and I wish that they would have just cut down the keyboards a little bit, yeah, and just gone with the the guitar, because the songs where the guitars are prominent, guitar solos, the dual guitars, I love it, and and but this song just 
Now, I like the song. The songwriting's good. All their songs are pretty, at, at worst, are pretty good, which is yes. good to say for a band, especially ones that, you know, this is earlier in their career. Every song is pretty good, at, at least, but just the keyboards, sometimes it's just too much. It's overwhelming. It overtakes the song, and at times just distracts me from all the other greatness that's going on. Exactly. So you got to remember, too, at this time in the, we'll say, early part of the 80s, New Wave was come, going on where there was a lot of keyboard synthesizer things. So at the time, maybe they wanted to add more keyboards, more synthesizers, or maybe that's the guys that wanted to hear them. You know, they wanted to enjoy keyboards and synthesizers. I thought that was more of their rock that they wanted to do because we we haven't even talked about their influences. I don't think I even know any of them, but you know, maybe that was their thought. So in that part of the eighties, early part, maybe keyboards. I know at that time were real big synthesizers, Maybe they just kind of used it. All right. Let's move on. Number four, track four. Uh, side one, track four, Call My Name. All right. This Jack is, Blades wrote this one. Uh, Jack bought about uh, Broken Summer Love. Uh, talks about uh, telling her back in the day or, you know, you only loved me since June. And now it's September and you don't even call my name or more or call me. Or, oh, yeah. There's a lyric in that song that says a summer ki a kiss in June doesn't last till yes, September or something like that. That's what I was, was like. That's oh, what, that, that puts that's it right what I there. kind of made that, that, you know, assumption that he was talking about that call, call to me in the big city lights. So I think maybe in San Francisco, wherever they're from, and they just had a little summer fling. So this may have song been about a, a summer fling between a girl from mm -hmm. June to, uh, to, you know, September. Yeah. Yeah. The, the song was all right. The song was all right. It was fairly good at best, you know, <laughs> um, let's, let's move on. The next one I liked cause, um, it's called Eddie's coming out tonight and it kind of is, you can kind of, you know what it's about, but you know what it reminded me of in, on some level <laughs> a movie. Yes. It okay. Good. <laughs> We're on the same page. It reminded me of, um, American Psycho. Oh, okay. I was going to say Eddie and the Cruisers. No, it reminded me of American <laughs> Psycho. Where, Okay, so to me, this song is about a guy who wears a suit all day long, whatever he does, uh, like insurance, stock market, whatever. Yeah, okay, but then he right, likes to right. go. But then he likes to go out at night, and he's a totally different person. In this, that you're right. In this that song, does. he goes out and he's rocking. He goes yes. out to rock and have fun. <laughs> he does, Where in American <laughs> Psycho, he goes out to like... Kill you know, him. Yeah, track people down, invite them back to the house, murder, all that kind of stuff. Christian yeah. Bale, great movie. Dude, you guys got to watch it. It's campy. It's great. You got to yeah. watch it. Uh -huh. um, that's what came to my mind. That, that, is, that scenario is better than mine. Yes, that's definitely man. We were about to say synchronized different <laughs> movies. You looked at me, the disappointment on your face was like, that's not the same one, but I'm glad we didn't say it. <laughs> no, no, no. But it was cool. I mean, that's right. That it that does, you know, um, Eddie coming out tonight. Do you want to hear a little bit of Eddie tonight? coming out tonight? Yeah, I do. Man? I do. I think I got it queued up right All here. Right. Hold on one second. Let's go. Here we go. Eddie. Yeah, I I have to agree with you, man. It it does sound like American Psycho, dude. You know, a, like a different version of it, or they do good. Their choruses are oh al yeah, almost all like sing along. Yes, anthems for the crowd. Yes, they like I said, they at the time they. I bet they put on a great live show, dude. I 
I I probably yeah I've never saw them. You know, if they come through, even though they're older, I'll, let's go, we'll go see them. All right, let All us right. know if you guys hear if they're on tour. If they're on tour. All right, next song, um, "Can't Find Me a Thrill." Now, this one I believe is living on that l- rock and roll lifestyle. You know, one too many bad habits. You know, uh, but in the end, just need to go home and 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 relax. But you know, it sounds just like uh, either drugs, alcohol, women. You know. Going touring, on, just touring. living an exciting life. It's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The can't find the thrills. Like the thrill is gone. Like you know, all right. So I got the best whiskey. I tried it off and I I got drunk on it. And I I don't want it anymore. Let me have something else. And I gotta do this. Gotta do that. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was it. Same thing. Uh, good good musicianship. Good guitar solo. Good stuff. Uh, track seven, young girl in love. And when we were talking <laughs> when we were talking about this song i was like wasn't this also a single and greg was like no it wasn't because they only had the two singles i go man this one could have i thought could have been a single for them off of this album i don't know how close their album cycles were together and they're like okay don't tell me you love me it's huge sing me away is huge start writing a new one forget about the rest of the album maybe they were gonna i don't know that could have been it maybe they should have this seems things worked out fine without it but i thought it could have been a single um out of all of them that weren't singles i think it to me i like this song the best out of the rest of them um but uh, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, written by uh, Kiki and Blades, co-written by uh, both of them, and Kiki was a singer on this one. Yeah. Um, a girl finding, um, being all in love, and then she gets dumped by someone else. And then, you know, she gets uh, dumped and can't find her way, and at the end um, goes back to the guy or, or person, and then the person can't make up his mind if mm-hmm. he wants to stay or go. Kind of. That's the kind of the gist of the... Young girls in love. Track eight, play rough. <laughs> Jack Blades is singing, uh, and uh, wrote the song here. Nice. Um, girl teasing a boy, you know, uh, queen of broken hearts. So she goes out, wants to uh, every night like play rough with guys or tease them or, you know, shaking and dancing. So is it so? Is it written from the? You know, I can't remember. Uh, is it written from? Uh, is it a narrative, or is it written from the girl's point of view? Like I go out, or is it like she goes out? Is it she, right? I think it's more like she goes out, and you know, so like, she likes to play rough, like tease, tease the guys, and you yeah, know, lead them on, or exactly hump and dump, or whatever, and, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, something that type, like that, that type of stuff. Yeah, good, good songs, man. All right, um, uh, next song, Penny. Yeah, uh, rock and solo. I mean, yeah. th- this one did have a, a solo that I yeah. was like, wow, I got to write that in my notes because that's some good stuff. Man. There were uh, most of my listening time for these were at the gym because, you know, I put in yes. a good hour, maybe hour and a half session. So a couple of times I was able to rip through at least one, maybe two albums at a time. Uh-huh. I just didn't have anything to write it down. With. I would say to myself, oh, I got to remember that. I got to remember that. So when you say stuff, I remember. So, yeah, Th- that's what it was, too. So, yeah. So. I did that too. So I'm listening in my car back and forth to work or something. And then when I had a chance to just sit down and listen to it, that's when I started doing my notes. I was like, oh, I mm-hmm. didn't remember that song. Oh, so I did. I do that to myself too. Same thing. Uh, Penny, good rock and solo uh, about, you know, a girl named Penny giving the cold shoulder um, to guys, um, you know, going to different guys and kind of leading them on. Type a lot of, of that going on here. They must have like, they, like I said, you kind of see a theme going on is broken hearts. Yeah. Or, you know, of uh, they've either been led on or they've been humped and dumped, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, you know, young girls in love and maybe they can't decide and, and the guys can't decide. And 
Yeah. It just seems like it's a lot of, I like having fun. Don't tell me you love me, but then I lose you. And then it's like, why did she do that? And it's like, but you were also doing that kind of a yeah. thing. I don't know. And you know, one thing I did notice about this album, because we're going to close out with the, the night, the last song, that they really didn't put a lot of ballads. I mean, a lot of these are mid-tempo songs, you know, mid-tempo and rocking, but they didn't do a lot of ballads on this album. They didn't. And you, you know? say a lot of them were like a mid-tempo. I kind of feel like one of the things that I didn't like about uh, Night Ranger when listen, they all seem to be the same tempo. They they do well. Oh, they do okay. a mid tempo and then a ballad. They don't have anything that's like a lot faster. They don't throw in like that. Hey, this let's throw in this rocker. Like this one's gonna you know blow your ears off. They don't have that like fast kind of like in your face. On it's all kind of like mid tempo. Okay, I think you said it best. I've been right. looking for the term. I think mid tempo. All right, is yeah. the best term. You, right. you just put it right there. Last song number ten, <laughs> Night Ranger. This is actually where they got decided to take their name from this song, the last song on the album, you know, when they had to change it from Stereo, then they did Ranger, then they had to change it to Night Ranger. You know, it goes on a um, song about a young man running to be fun, fancy free, hanging out at night, drinking, chasing women, yeah. uh, having a good time. So he, he calls himself a night uh, a ranger, not just a ranger, but a night ranger. So he's, night, out, he's out prowling. Yeah, he's out prowling. He's looking for a good time. Yeah, talking about, oh, I met a girl at a show. You know, call me the night, call me the night ranger. You know, that kind of stuff. Want to play a little bit of that? Yeah, of course. You this just want to some... play it from the beginning or? Uh, go in between a little bit. All right, let's go. Let's there go. we go. Night ranger, night ranger. Let's see where this comes out. All right. Keyboards. <laughs> Here we go. Rocker, yeah. Keyboards, <laughs> dude. The kick. <laughs> That's basically that encapsulated everything great and, and not so great in my eyes of this band. Right there in one. Sing along anthems. Great for a live show. Then the great guitars come in and then too much keyboard. That's it. That man. was basically <laughs> encapsulated everything in like 30 Ooh. seconds. I love it, dude. I love it. All right. You know, before we move on to the next album, what else you got in that cooler, dude? Oh, are you ready? Yeah, dude. All right, here we go. We got Murphy's Imported Stout. Love it. You see I this one everywhere. Yeah, this is a good one. That was the beer, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> I had my protein shake. Huh? Huh? You didn't. How do you, how do you know? Thank you. Yeah, taste that one. So right here we got, and obviously in honor of St. Patrick's Day, Murphy's Imported Stout Draft Style. This is a 14.9 ounce beer. This brewery was established in 1856. <laughs> oh my God. This is good stuff. That's why I bought napkins. 
That was a little bubbly. <laughs> Here we go. Cheers. Yeah. Okay. I love stouts. So if I'm comparing these two, the Murphy's imported stout is not as nitro-y, stouty as the other one. The other one was a little more meat. Okay. A little more flavor. Flavor. Okay. Um, the Murphy's is you get the stout, and then it was almost like water. Like that end tail end was almost like really uh, light. Okay. Really light. Okay. Didn't taste like, tasted like a stout. It finished, and then it was just like a okay. drinking water. Now, I didn't on purpose bring uh, Guinness because I'm like, I you know, of course, I whenever I bring. I want to look in that cooler and see what else you got, the, dude. This is it. The Murphy's do another one. Is it? Yeah. How many, how many beers do you think we're drinking? I don't know. What, no White Claw? <laughs> no, no, no White Claw. Those are for Memorial Day. <laughs> Gotta save those for the white people holiday. There you go. Um, yeah, I didn't do Guinness on purpose because we we totally enjoy Guinness, but I want to bring Chris different things that we don't normally drink every day. So I love this uh, other one, the uh, Nitro Irish Stout, and then Murphy's I've had before. And you know, St. Patrick's Day, cheers to the Irish. You know, there we go. Next album. This is their. Oh, you know, one thing I wanted to add is. Um... Well, actually, they don't have it on this one, so never mind. I'll add it to this one. Midnight Madness, their second release. Billboard charts, peak position, 15. Certified platinum. It's over 1 million albums sold. Canada's gold, which is 50,000. Their uh-huh. numbers are obviously a lot lower. They released... Um, Wait a minute, 50,000 or half a million? No, gold is 50,000. Dude, no one lives in Canada. Oh, okay. Um, and, plat- and gold in America is 500. Okay, thousand. Uh, so their platinum album peaked at fifteen, twenty-four in Canada, fifty-eight in Germany. They had actually four singles. Um, uh, one at the tail end, one was "Rumors in the Air." Um, but uh, first track was the first release. You can still rock in America. You know, what? before we talk about it, let's be about it. You know, dude, this is this is how you start an album, dude. This is a kick-ass song. That's Love it. Listen to that guitar, dude. Yeah. This is this is their best opening track, I think, on yes. out of the first three of all their albums. Oh, yeah. I love the song. This song pumps me up, especially on the Fourth of July. But I love the song. <laughs> America, America. <laughs> Let's talk about the song. All right, man. I'll turn it down. I'll turn it down. Um, you know, talking about um, a brother and sister. You know, the sister wants to go out and dance and rock, and the brother has a you know muscle machine, either a bike or a, a Mustang, or wants to go out and have fun. And that's what they're kind of saying is, you know what, the parents you can't keep the kids down. They just want to go out and have fun and be free and rock in America. Yeah. You know, and and they kind of go through it and and they say it, they sing it, and. It's fun, man. There's even a, a fun, campy video for it where the guys are just rock and roll right behind an American flag. And to be honest, dude, I love it, man. I, this is this really is one of my favorite yeah. songs from the, even the solo, which I think is phenomenal from these guys, man. They kind of, from Brad and Jeff, you know, the twin guitar, twin axe guitar, man. These guys kick some ass on this song. This is a good, fun, America, 4th of July, picnic rock and roll song, man. This gets me pumped. Let's see what we can find here. I think I might have it queued up. Maybe not. 
We're gonna let this guitar solo play a little bit because yeah, this guitar solo definitely is one of the one of the better ones. It's All right, they're gonna switch right now. Yep. Switch. Oh yeah, eight finger tapping technique. Love it. And then the course. In America. Yeah, this is definitely the strongest opening song on their albums. Love it. I love it. it. It's almost like not only are they saying you can rock in America, but we're coming out with our second album. We're still gonna rock. We're yeah. still gonna rock in America. It's almost like calling out of like we're not letting down our we're still gonna do it on this second album. Yeah, and I think a little bit harder. You know, this, that cassette Chris said this came out eighty three uh October. Um, so I definitely was about 13 at the time and I was telling Chris when I first heard it and I, you know, was remembering, um, this album was Midnight Madness. I remember having it on cassette and just, uh, blasting it. So doing my homework, these, all these songs were so memorable because I did wear out that cassette back and forth, side A, side B, just loved it. You know, there's a lot of memorable songs for these. So this is a good, this is a good album. Let's uh, talk about. Oh, uh, before, oh, before we go on, before we go on, now uh, hidden. If you, if anybody didn't know, um, one of the background singers for "You Could Still Rock in America" was Glenn Hughes from Deep Purple. I did not know that until yeah. right now. That was one of the uh, things doing my homework that I figured out I that it. I read up on. Yeah, I was excited. There's another. There's another special one too coming up on the next album, and I'll let you guys know. Um, track two, "Rumors in the Air." Oh, same thing. Starts off with the keyboards. Good stuff, man. Uh, good song. Good hook. Um, let's see, uh, talking about same thing, broken love, talking about she found someone new, love lies, you know, blaming blaming on him for yeah. for some lost love, man. Rumors in the air saying no. Oh, Is that the one that talks about like I heard that you? Oh wait, no, that's she talks in her sleep or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confusing them all. But yeah, you know, rumors in the air. I heard you wanted to be with someone else. Kind yeah, of a story. You that know, type of stuff yeah. uh, definitely was uh, like you said the, the fourth single of this album so they kind of came back um same thing strong strong song i like it yeah uh, it, it, you know it, it totally cool yeah there's a lot of keyboards on it but still uh, out of the the four singles that we'll talk about this was so, good so this one peaked which is kind of surprising at 51 in the hot 100 i'm a little okay. surprised you know after a strongish start on their first album and their lead off track you think people will a lot of it would have been clamoring for a new Night Ranger song, but and maybe that's why they didn't release another single because they released in '82 and then in '83, so you know they didn't have a long time to you know two singles in a year. Let's not do the third. Let's just release a new album. So maybe yeah, remember that could I was have been speculating it. about a third single. So yeah, okay. So uh, the next song, why does love have to change? You know, song to me, song was uh, about the the spark is gone. You know, why does love have to fade type of thing? Why does love have to change? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. memorable, good hook. Relatable. Yeah. You know. Why does love have to change? Uh, number four. Yeah. Number not... four is, um, if you haven't heard this song, uh, Crawl Out From Under a Rock. <laughs> um, 
Seriously. Sister Christian. <laughs> if you have it's not, a good song, man. It's a good ballad. It, this is one of my favorite ballads, man. I love yeah, it. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of good stuff to say about this. So um, when Kelly wrote this song, did you know that uh, Jack Blades was singing the lyrics wrong, and that's how they got it? So the song was is Kelly was singing about his sister, how you know when he went on tour, and when he came back from tour, his sister you know seemed to be growing up, just being uh, uh, going from maybe a teenager to a young woman, you know, uh, and that was kind of it. So the song originally was called Sister Christie. Uh, Jack, mm-hmm, when he was mm-hmm. singing. Did said, oh, I didn't know that was Christy. I, 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 that's why I said it's Christian. You know what the hell, Sister Christian? You wrote this. Okay, cool. And uh, that's how it kind of stuck. You know, he was singing it so mm-hmm. well that instead of saying the word Christy, he started saying Christian. Yeah, Kelly Kiki did. He wrote it about his younger sister. Yeah. And uh, her coming of age. And, you know, it's a beautiful song. If you haven't heard it, I don't. Our listeners in Taiwan and Sweden, every country, they've heard it. <laughs> Let's play it. Let's play some. Let's play some. Let's play some. Let's play some. Big build up to the chorus. Yes. This song, how many people just said that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard this. So, do you know what he, when, when he's talking about the word, you're motoring? You know what that means? No. So, when he wrote that, he said... Uh, what, are you going too fast? You're going up too fast? I don't know. No. Uh, so, she's cruising. He's wrote about his sister. So, he's cruising for guys or, you know, something like that. How searching for guys, going out, looking for guys. You're, you know, when you're cruising... You know, he, he instead of writing the word cruising, you put motoring, probably felt better in the song. But that's what it meant was like, you know, you're going out looking for guys. You know, what's what's the price you pay for Mr. Right? Mm-hmm. Is so you're motoring means you're cruising for Mr. Right. You know, what's the price you'll play? Yeah, I remember when the song came out, it was huge, huge, huge. It peaked at number 14. Oh, no, sorry, I'm on the wrong page. Dude, dude, dude. It peaked at, uh, where's my chart? Sorry. Here we go. Sister Christian. Boom. Number five. That's, <laughs> that's, they did it, man. That's, they hit it. that's, that was their, this is a good yeah, home that run was the one that, man. you're, you will always have a career. <laughs> you will be able to tour just off the recognition of this just, one song. Oh yeah. We have all these other killer tracks. We can, right? fit, we can do an hour and 20 minute show every night that we want, you know. Exactly. We're going to headline some theaters. So, love yeah, it, dude. love it. Great song, great song, great song. All of the piano yeah. sounds great, and I want it. You know, it's because it's a ballad. Yes, so it goes well. Yeah. All right, we're on a side two of, right. this, of this tape. Touch of madness. Right, touch of madness. You know, going on, um, talking about drugs or, and a girl that just you know going out to get it. So the madness was, you know, hey, uh, I need uh, a girl. Saying the word uh, madness is, is every time she has drugs, she gets you know a little crazy or a little madness out there, and uh, a story about you know that type of stuff of looking for drugs and mm-hmm. looking for just a touch, yeah, you know, yeah, make it, making herself wild and crazy, yeah, just a touch of madness, not over the top, but just enough to 
you know, have a good time. And, and, and that's kind of what it is, but it's also a cautionary song. You know, you don't want to take it too far, you know, without saying it, it's saying it in my, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, passion play, passion play track six. Uh, good song. Um, basically, um, songs about a shady part of town, two lovers meet, uh, fall in love and you know, that their passion for each other got a little too crazy. And at the end, end up uh, killing each other. Mm-hmm. You know that their their love or their 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 passion um, overpowered them. overpowered them to to mess them up. You know, too bad. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good at all. Another cautionary tale. Yeah, another cautionary tale. Don't love too hard, yeah. kids. You know the same thing. Like I said, Night Ranger. These guys, wherever they find their their muse. You know, either they're broken hearts or they, they just know how to write a song about emotion mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Oh, one more thing about Sister Christian before I go on. Now, Sister Christian was uh, written in the time that they were doing Dawn Patrol. Uh, the guys in the band decided not to put um, Sister Christian on the album because they didn't, they didn't want to lose their credibility to the rockers in, Night, in Dawn Patrol. Like, you know, mid-tempo with the rock songs, they wanted to keep that there so they could have you know have their credibility for the rockers Mm -hmm. and then they the song was so good they decided to put on their next album and you know if you never know if they would have put on the next album if it was going to be a hit or not but they definitely released it on a good you know in the album cycle of midnight madness to to keep their album or keep their sales going so they did the right thing of putting it on this album than the previous that was that was one thing i found out and i thought it was pretty crazy like wow okay that a song written you know three, four years ago, and now you put it on this album. And that formula kind of changed later in the 80s where it was kind of like you put out the rocker, and then you put out the ballad. That was, you know, kind of what happened, which made many bands explode. Oh, yeah. Next song, Passion Play, was the last one we talked about when you closed your... Oh, man. This was the second track they released um, after You Still Rock in America, and it uh, hit number 14. So that's a a high-charting hit. I love this song. This is between... Um, don't close your eyes, or when you close your eyes, and uh, Sister Christian. I, I can't tell which one's my favorite mm-hmm. more there because I'm gonna play some right now. All right, let's hear a little bit. Those anthem, yeah, choruses, dude. You know, lost love. Wanting uh, what you gave up or, or could have had, you know. When you close your eyes, do you still dream about me, Chris? All the time, dude. I don't even have to close my eyes to dream about you. You're in my face all the time, all in my face. <laughs> That's it. Lost love, um, you know. Saying, "Oh, I wish I had that back," or "What if we still were together?" That type of stuff. But this is a good, fun song. I love it, man. I love this song. Couldn't get enough of this. Yeah. One. This is one of my f- favorite, favorite ones that they did. Yeah. Um, it's um, not quite a ballad, but ballad-ish, a little bit slower tempo than the rest of their stuff, but it definitely has that message that most ballads do, which is, um, you know, lost love. When you do you think about me, do you still think about me? Obviously, he's still thinking about her. and Yeah. You know, a good maybe, f- you know lost love, maybe I want to... Get back together. You know, good fun good. video too, because they they showed the guys um out having a good time, and then um one of the ones was like a family or a lady in a relationship, and then she kind of 
keeps on looking out the the front door or the window and you know seeing something that reminds her of the past that mm-hmm. oh what about that guy or you know hearing his music on the radio now oh man he could be singing about me that type of stuff all right next song chipping away good Ch- song chip, man chipping away yeah same thing uh a guy in love or or, or just going after the girl and and you know chipping away at her heart just kind of there you got anything to listen for this i do all right man let's cue it up lost love It is, man. Chipping away. I love it. I think that's a good song, man. A uh, little more mid-tempo. Good stuff. Catchy. I like it. Chipping away. Chipping yeah, away. I liked it. Uh, last song on the album, uh, to close it out, uh, Let Him Run. It kind of uh, starts off with the guitar so guitar intro um, saying, you know, a broken heart left behind, you know, uh, let, him, let him go or let him run, you know, let... Uh, let them be who they want to be. It just, you know, you can't take them back. You can't, yeah. you know, you can't let it, let them cry. Or you cried enough. Let them, let them run. Let them run away from you or your love or yeah. stuff like that. A theme. Yeah. <laughs> theme running through these songs. These guys do have that thing. But, you know, it works for them and, and they know what they're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, going on there. Um, Midnight Madness. Um, I loved it. I, like I said, yeah. this, this, this album at the time in 83 was one of ones I wore out and loved and, you know, loved all the yeah. solos and, and, and all these things about these guys. Yeah, great peak, song. Peak, peak position was a 15, platinum. Um, you Still Rockin' America went to 51. When You Close Your Eyes, 14. Sister Christian, number five. And the other song was uh, Rumors in the Air, which was the last single. It went all the way to, it actually didn't even make it to the Billboard Hot 100. It just did 26 on the top rock tracks. Okay. Still, I mean, you know, like they could have been on tour and, hey, we just need to throw something we out, needed, out We there. needed six extra months before our next album comes out or something like that. Yeah. Let's throw something out let's, there. Let's, let's keep it in there. All right. All right. Seven All Wishes. Right. Seven was Wishes. the next album. Um, let's see. Released in 1985. All right. So two years after um, Midnight Madness. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, it peaked at number 10. Okay. So that's their highest charting album so far or total. Uh, three tracks they released from this uh, album, but let's go ahead and start off. It's also certified platinum. Let's go ahead and start off with Seven Wishes opening track. Let's just hear it before we talk about it. All right, sounds good. You know, right off the bat, it's not taking me like, what? You you know, don't tell me you love me. Uh, um, You can still rock America. Now, those started off as... Like jams, like this yeah. isn't this isn't starting off well for me. Yeah, I did not like this. This is by far not even close to weakest opener. Yeah, it's definitely a weak opener for me. I, I yeah. Out of the three albums, I, this is the one I like the least. Okay, this there was, were elements. There's was, a lot of elements of this that I which I did love. Okay, but you're right. This is this is. See. Yeah. You know, telling the story about, you know, if you had seven wishes, would you change a thing? Would you do some time travel? Would you change the world? Would you do this? Would you do that? 
So not my favorite. Uh, didn't wow me on, on the opening track. So as the opening track, not memorable. Weak. Yeah, basically on that. All right, track number two, Faces. Faces. All right. Uh, you know, telling a girl, just telling stories, having seen pictures, you know, saying, I just see many faces on, on the wall. Uh, uh, Is this one that goes, Faces. Yeah. Pictures on the wall. Yeah. Do yeah. you see a blow? Yeah. This one was all right. Yeah. It, you know, just saying off faces, I was kind of like, after Seven Wishes, I was like, oh, man, what? What? And then listening to it again and again and doing my homework on it, you know, and hearing it in the car. So I got to say, now, very tolerable, and I could totally sing it and sing mm-hmm. the chorus and, you know, throw my fist in the air as I'm mm-hmm. driving down the five. <laughs> They're both fists? Like, no, it's not I'm your driving hand. <laughs> no, just the right hand. What are you holding your beer with? Oh, it's on the cup holder, man. Oh, shit. In there between. you go. There you go. Love it. <laughs> so Faces, not too memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, good song, though. You know what I mean? It, 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 like I said, it took a while. Catchy. Ah, go in there. All right, man. Song number three. Go ahead. Four in the Morning. Uh, single. Love it. Uh, hearing uh, Jack Blades talking about he actually got that title because he would wake up at four in the morning. Or, you know, a few times he'd wake up at four in the morning and had something in his head that he just needed to, you know, get out. So he started off with, I'm going to write the song. Just the name of the, the song title is called Four in the Morning. Um, you know, um, talking about fake it, fake love. You know, tired of fake love. You know, don't want to fake it anymore. Uh, we're growing apart. Uh, times are changing. You know, that's what happens. Let's listen. Let's check it out. See, I noticed in this song, good song. The keyboards are just are making it fuller. It's not overtaking the song. Yes. Like they're there. Yeah. You hear it, but it's not. You hear it back there. Yeah. It's not. The guitars are still the instrument out front, which yeah, I like. Yeah. Right here, even. Like you can hear the keyboards in the back, but I love it. Yeah, I, I think that that's their formula that I really like. Is the formula. <laughs> they definitely have a, are a formulatic right? band. Yeah, well, because, formula. I mean, look, a lot of the times they're talking about girls and love and, you know, broken broken hearts and finding love and different things. That's kind of their whole, Yeah. you know, we're best, basically on the last three albums is that, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Four in the Morning, uh, love it. Um, you know, love this song. And yeah, I, I'm sorry I was trying to find the track to play. I'm sure you did say it, but the track is named after he woke up at four in the morning all of a sudden, like in the middle of the night with the song and just wrote it at four in the morning. So yeah. that's where, it, I don't know if you had mentioned it. You probably did. But uh, Oh, yeah. I Need a Woman. I Need a Woman. That's the name of the track. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, I Need a Woman. Number four, um, trying to find the perfect woman. You know, yeah. the, the formula of... Uh, of going on finding like we said these guys are talking about love looking for love and lost love finding lost love, love losing love refining love trying to get love back yeah so the song is about, about looking for the fits, find the it's perfect right, woman. right in their groove right in their cut yeah 
Um, it's fillerish, um, but you know, just because so much I want to talk about that. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, you're right. This is a filler song, and this is this would be one of the songs I would skip. Yeah, I did it a few times on my research. Of course, right. when you're first listening to an album, you want to listen to it all the way through. Oh yeah. But after that, you can okay. Yeah, by the by the fourth or fifth time, I was like, uh, I listened to half skip. Let me okay. move on to the next one. All right, next one. Love this song. Sentimental Street. Sentimental Street. I love this song. Let's see here. It was the first release. Okay. Off of this. This, this was the first single. First from... single off this album. Peaked at number eight, dude. That's right. another top ten single yeah. for them. That's good stuff, man. They um you know, it's a uh, uh ballad ish. I would say ballad. You know? Um let, let's um you know, let's listen to some of this, dude. All right, sounds good. All right, Sentimental Street. Dude, the choruses are just this. The, on this one, the chorus just like soars, right? Yeah, you're sitting around with your buddies, drinking some beers. <laughs> you're out in the crowd. You're singing this, dude. Arms around each other. If you ever been to a rock concert or seen me and Greg when it happens during the ballads, we'll put our arms around <laughs> each other and, and sing a little, sing, little sing, some sing loud, sing proud. Yeah. After after we get done guitar soloing with the our foot up on the chair in front of us, dude, we need chairs. We're old. Yeah, we gotta well, sit. That's it. We need chairs. We need, we need aisles. We need chairs on the aisle near the bathroom. <laughs> I will pay extra. Those should be the most expensive seats. Yes, aisle next to the bathroom. Seats. Easy restroom access. Yes, that is that is kind of where we are. That's where I'm at now when I go to shows. <laughs> That's a great song. That is yeah, one of my, on the street, one of my favorites song. that that they released. You know, the the keyboards were or sorry, the piano was really uh, forward on this, but it worked because it was a ballad. Yeah, on there. you can do, totally do that on the ballad. Yeah. So we it's just it's we just, said that Sentimental Street was the first single off. This was the first album? single picked at number eight? Yeah. Wow. So so they, so they went from, you know, rock, rock, rock. You know, throwing your sister Christian kind of thing. You know, they had a, another ballad in there, battleish one from the last album. But really, um, to open with this one, it's a little bit of a surprise that this is the song we're going to open with. Right? I would think so, But they too. kind of, after Sister Christian, they were headlining. So it's almost like, yeah. you can, yeah, go ahead and release it. Oh, I mean, we, were they maybe given a little bit like, yeah, go ahead and release it. Some leeway or something like yeah. that, yeah. And Four in the Morning, sorry, uh, was number, the second one that they released, and it peaked at 19. Still good. Yeah. Still top 20. Dude, hit top then, four. You know? If you get on the, you know, if Casey yeah, Kasem is saying your name, <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> We get Night Ranger for you guys over here. These guys are from San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was, but it was awesome. That was Casey, okay? Yeah. Damn okay. it. All right, next song. Now, now after, this song. After smoking a pack. <laughs> this song I've been smoking since I was three. <laughs> <laughs> this song is The Boy Needs to Rock. Now, hearing this song, and it made me crack up because. The Boy Needs to Rock. Yeah. Dun, 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 Do you dun, know dun. that I, I would have said, hey, this song belongs on Footloose? I could see a Footloose yeah. montage yep. for this song. It was, uh, you know, a fun song about a guy that just, you know, needs to get out, live fast, you know, fast money, fast love. Yeah, it's, he needs to rock. He needs to. He needs to rock. He Born can't be held. Rock. He can't be held down. He needs to get out there. Rock. It's not necessarily rock. Rock is like a. Um, it's like a, a, a symbol for like letting loose and yeah, letting, letting go loose. and having a good time and. 
and letting go of everything that's behind you. Get out and rock and forget about everything else that happened during the work week, work day in your relationship or whatever is going on bad. Leave it behind and just go rock and have fun. And that's what go. that's what made me think of Footloose because oh, that, yeah. that, that's what reminded so me. So are of you saying that maybe in the when he was in that like train station thing doing the dance? Yes, uh, it should have been this song. Yes, <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> See? Yeah, dude. Dancing. Where's Kevin Bacon on this? This should be released. Let's call him. <laughs> call him. All right, next song on this one. Number seven, I Will Follow You. I Will Follow track. You. Um, Waiting for someone to say follow me. You know what I mean? It's kind of like uh, follow me and everything will be okay. And, um, you know, uh, I liked it, but it uh, wasn't too memorable on this mm. on myself. No, I think out of all the three albums we're talking about, this one has the most filler. Um, yes, they're like I said, they're pretty good at best. So they're they're pretty good. It's not like super filler like some bands that we may talk about in the future. Uh, but yeah, I will follow you. It's all right. Yeah, good. Uh, number eight, Interstate Love Affair. All right, uh, running wild, running free. You know, getting in your car. You know, taking a long drive and. Having fun. You, yeah. know, you can't hold me down. Let's, yeah. fill, let's fill up your, our gas tank with $5 gas and let's go. Now, um, this song could, uh, and you could interpret it as like just getting out, hitting the interstate, yeah, driving. Yeah, just getting out of the interstate, driving. Uh, by yourself or, 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 or with your lover. Yeah. You know, just let's go. That's it. Um, love for driving down the road by yourself, which I, I can relate to, and I'm pretty much sure Chris too. Sometimes you just got to get in the car and drive. I always feel like this uh, whenever I drive to Vegas, just like, let's just go. Yeah. You know, and, and you we'll get, get out in your car, you drive, and in LA, you get on the highway and you just park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're only two yes. exits away. Yeah, I'll be there in an hour. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, let's hear this podcast. I got these two guys, Chris and Greg. Yeah, you put on Chris and Greg. They will get you from exit to exit. <laughs> Next thing you know, you'll you're, just, you're there. <laughs> you'll you'll park. You'll, you'll get to where you're going. You'll be like, I'll be riding in a minute. I need to listen to this amazing <laughs> podcast. Big talk with Chris and Greg. Have you heard about these guys in they're, Taiwan? They're big in Taiwan. They're big in Taiwan. We are number one in Taiwan. <laughs> hey man, we're, <laughs> we're big in Sweden. We are. We're bigger than meatballs. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right, let's go on. Number nine, Night right. Machine. Night Machine. Number nine. You know, talking about this, man, is like, um, you know, uh, don't let people use you. You know, got to get out. Uh, be part of that Night Machine. Got to get out in the, on, in the nighttime on this one. So are we going to hear a little bit of my novel? I think so. I think All we're right. going to hear some. Let's go. Try to get the course. I want to hear a little I'm... bit of course. Good rock and roll. All right, so I don't know if you knew this, Chris, but um, in the background vocals for this one, everybody told you this as a special guest. Let me see if I can. I don't know. 
Right. Vince and Tommy Lee of Motley Crue. No way, dude. Yeah, so them and they have their other buddy called uh, Kevin Charles, David Sykes, and their buddy Fishdog were all the uh, background singers for this uh, song. Huh. Yeah. Fun uh, fact. Fun fact, I yeah. Did not I not know that. I was looking at that and I oh, was wait, like. Oh, wait, you know what? It actually says it right here, right in the almost dead center in my screen, what you just said. <laughs> Vince Neil, Tommy Lee, Kevin Charles, David Sykes, Fish Dog had backing vocals on Night Machine. Yeah. I just skipped right over it. Yeah. But, you know, it was a fun memorable course. Like I said, the song isn't the best. Um, good rock and roll song, but, you know, when it got to the course and I just wanted to hear that, you know, uh, welcome to the night machine and it was like okay i can imagine these guys just having some beers hey come on in, in studio and hang yeah, out tommy lee was like <laughs> uh, night machine <laughs> <laughs> or something like or that or something like that not that i know yeah all right. right so that goes into the final track number 10 goodbye, goodbye. What do you know about this one? You got any fun facts about this one? No, no fun facts. Do you have anything fun facts? Other, other power than, you ballad. Know power so, ballad. You know, uh, about hard, saying, hard to say goodbye or I don't like to say goodbye in that, you know, that type of stuff. After meeting someone, I don't like to say goodbye. I just, you know, want to see, see you next time or see you soon. Sometimes it is hard to say goodbye, man. You know, this was um, the third single. Single, right? Yeah, it was the third single off of... Uh, Seven Wishes. And it peaked at number 17. Wow, that's that's pretty good. Um, we want to hear some of it? Uh, just a little taste sounds good, man. Let's see if we can cue it up here. All right. Yeah, a uh, good way to end a, um, an album. little ballad, Say Goodbye. Yeah, nice little ballad. Some strings. Yeah. Are those strings or keys? I'm going to say keys. It's good. Huh. I don't mind it. Yeah. I missed the chorus, though. I got it in here. Sometimes you just got to, you know, when you're rushed into it, you got to start it from here. <laughs> All right, uh, guys. I like this song. You yeah. know, um, good little ballad, and uh, you can let it play right here in the background. So thanks for putting up with us through this little retrospect of the night rangers first three releases um if you uh agree with us or don't let us know go back yeah, guys yeah. listen to these albums that we're telling you at least give them a good once over yeah. i know not all of our fans listen to the same music that we listen to which is great give it a shot which man. Is you never great. know you know you know play it in your car and like i've said before let a let us know of bands you want us to do like oh i love this band but i know you guys would never do it listen to them and, and let me you never know, know man think. yeah we'll do an album or two um we, you know, we get enough suggestions, you know, maybe some bands, you know, hey, this album, this album, we could do a show where we do different bands, one album each. I like you that. You guys got to let us know. I got a good one. I got a bunch hear. of them for you, Chris. Good. Good. Yeah. What are some of the bands? You know what? Save it. Yeah. Save it. I'm Save it. it. Pretty Boy Floyd's probably in there, though. Yeah, sure. it is. I <laughs> <laughs> um, wouldn't. But uh. hey, guys, we want to hear from you. BigTalkCG.podcast on Instagram. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. BigTalkCG on Twitter. We would love to hear from each and into each and every one of you all over this great nation, the Big Talk Nation. Heck yeah. Love it. Love all you guys. Thanks for listening once. Thanks for listening twice. Thanks for coming back. Love y'all. go. Love y'all. See ya.